geekvs.com. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Weekly Game Chat. I am your host, Chris, as always, joined by my co-host, Sean. What's going on, people? And that's it, because... Silence fills the room. Unfortunately, our dear little boy ate something. He's under the weather. Yeah, he ate something that did not sit right, and he he let us know it was not going... Not going well. We're, we're going to be talking about the fractured butthole a little bit later, and I think <laughs> which is that's fitting. <laughs> like that is spelled B U T W H O L E. I think John just has a fractured butthole right now. <laughs> Poor um, little man has a fever. He's just not feeling well. He's, nah, he's battling though. He is battling, battling strong, and he should be back next week. Otherwise, we'll just talk about Mario without him, and I'm sure he'll be okay with that. We're definitely <laughs> going to talk about Mario with or without John next yeah, week. Yeah, I don't it's care if now. he's here or not for that. I'm talking about Mario. <laughs> Mainly because I got to, because then, then... That's that's the last hurrah for a minute. Yeah, yeah that's for, it. for a little while, and then, <laughs> then I'm going to go get me an Xbox One X. That's going to be glorious. And I've, Scorpio, I'm, Scorpio. <laughs> project, edition, project, yeah. project, first edition. And I'm even on that bandwagon a little bit. I started today with you at work, and you're like... Here we go. Yeah, level man, seven. Here we go. Here comes level seven. And <laughs> I think I want one too. I want to get one of those new ones. <laughs> That's really funny. It'll be fun. Roll Tide. Yeah, indeed. Roll Tide. I uh, Middle finger to Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, of course, I was, I had a gig this weekend uh, with some, some people who are Georgia fans, of course. And I started looking into that and I'm like, wait a minute. Georgia's off this week. Yeah. This makes complete sense now. So I, I was having yeah. to just keep up with the uh, the ESPN app. Luckily, the game kicked off at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 mm-hmm. Central. So I got to hear and kind of know that we were doing good. Yes, I said we to the people. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, but, that, you know, they were doing good against Tennessee, and and they continued. It. It, after after the game, I read the review, and I heard that the first quarter was kind of slow and murky. Yeah. Um, so I watched the game at my sister's wedding on my phone. <laughs> while I was waiting for her to come down the aisle. And then she had a very, very short, uh, luckily for me, ceremony. Uh, ceremony. And then afterwards, the phone came right back out. <laughs> I like, was yeah. like, you want me here today? You should know better. It's third on Saturday. <laughs> if you people do not know about Jermaine Funny Man Johnson. Uh, Free advertisement. It, well, I mean, he, he's all over the place. He's hilarious. He can send us a check still. Yeah, he can. Yeah. Um, but it's always fun to watch his catch-up videos or post game videos yeah recap for the week and there were so many blowouts this week and then there were like a couple of close ones and and then bama you know they did what they did against tennessee but it's going to get interesting we were talking about the college football landscape today and we're you talking about like notre dame you know the interesting part of that mar- uh of that wedding what she married a penn state graduate and like uh <laughs> his kids were there and they were just like yeah we really want to play bama no you don't and i was just by my no, tongue, and then don't. finally someone went like, "Chris, you like college football? Who do you root for again?" <laughs> it's like University of Alabama. <laughs> Rooty, <Rote. laughs> You want us? Okay, that's so awesome. <laughs> Why not go Adam Sandler? I don't know, but I like it. I think you should do it more. I like it when it's just me and you. It's, it, we would just go back and forth with just funness. It's like it's basically what we just do on uh, on, on Skype on and Skype, things like yeah. that. Yeah, just not just while we're hang. working, of course. Of course, never, never. Who would do that? Nope. Not, Not us. us. <laughs> hey, Rick. <laughs> uh, that so funny. But yeah, that was that was really about it. All I had this week that I can talk about at this point. Yeah. Yeah. 
have some other you, things. You, you, we'll, you definitely caught up in something. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was busy. I was busy Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yesterday, I, I think I slept till noon, which think about this. Our mm-hmm. age, when do we sleep till noon, really? You can't because of Penny. Yeah, not anymore. And I used to until I got Penny. And I have a, a six-year-old that will not let that happen. But I, I woke up at like noon or, or close to it, and I was like, I remember I, living. I with, was tired. I remember when John and I lived together. It seemed like on Saturdays and do. Sundays, it was a. Um, it was kind of like a battle to see who could wait to come out of their room the longest. <laughs> John usually would surface about twelve thirty one o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> as from what I remember at least. Um, but yeah, it was a interesting week for sure. I don't know what Penny's doing. She's probably doing some. Yeah, she's our special third mic today, so we'll see what, what goes on. Like looking for because <laughs> I can hear something being chewed, but I just don't know where she is. Oh, she's like right under me. She's literally right. That's why you hear it so good. Yeah, she's a uh, okay. I know this is the first dog I've ever had it. Like whenever I got her as a puppy, you know, after about a month or so, I had to cut her nails, and she hated it. Right? Yeah. So now she preempts me. She chews her own nails. I've never seen this before. <laughs> She chews them, and then, like, at first she was only chewing the front, and then one day I eventually had to do the back, and then she was like, oh, heck no. And, you know, then she started chewing those. So she, like, gets up, and about every two or three days I'll hear her just gnawing away, and that's... That's what she's doing? Yeah. She's like, oh. I wonder if there are any other dogs in history that eat their own nails like that. She is, uh... I don't know. I've never heard of that. I've never, yeah. I've had you come in one day. She's got like nail clippers. I've seen a dog that was smart enough to know that the ice cream man was coming every day. And my dad hooked up a deal where the ice cream man would give her a scoop of ice cream every day. And she just knew that's went cool. out there for him. And then I've seen one that got a thorn in its paw and walked right up to my dad and just went, take that out, please. And he took it out and she's like, thanks. And yeah, walked like, off. What's I was up? Like, okay. <laughs> Old dog I've never, I've never seen one do this kind of stuff. <laughs> Next up on weekly puppy chat. <laughs> Oh, oh, weekly dog chat. Yeah. Your host, Chris. Alright. I guess uh man when John, Johnson, you got anything? Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's not here. I guess we could just go straight to the topic. He he'd talk about uh, yeah, we can do that, but he'd talk about how bad he felt all weekend. Yeah, he would. He'd be like mm, I didn't feel good. Not going to get subs at that place again. You I don't know. I still don't think it's that place, and I don't know when he did he go without me. He said he went that was the last thing he had ate. And then, like afterwards, I kind of reminded him, like, "Well, remember could he just have the when flu? you get, yeah." I was like, "Remember, if it's food poisoning, it could be from anything you've ate." You know, sometimes it takes time for it to hit you. I don't know. But, I, I always thought food poisoning was pretty much within the first like six to twelve hours. You know what it is? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just remember I was at the wedding because he was watching Penny for me. Yeah, and he was like, "Hey, you come, Gary, tomorrow," and um. You know, regardless when you get back tonight, because we're going to go out to Pope's Haunted Hay Farm. And then all of a sudden, I looked at my phone about five, and he was like, I will be at the house. And well, when I'm, did I'm he, guessing I'm, that must have been when it set in. Well, I'm trying to wonder what he ate, because we went to Jersey Mike's with him. I didn't. Where were you? Oh, you were doing your thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long time ago. No, I think he went Saturday, though. Oh, so yeah. I yeah. wasn't with him. That would have been with his wife. His wife. <laughs> well... That was great. Um, let's go ahead and do this, man. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about the adventure that was as being the new kid. Again. Ooh, again, still the new kid, yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's pivot. Topic time, 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 time. 
The topic is South Park, the fractured butthole. Hole. But that's spelled in a way that it's all appropriate. Yeah, it works. And it actually makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, they were kids and they were playing a game and they were playing together, but now it's been fractured. But they still come together as a whole. Yeah, they do. In, in front of police stations and other places. A lot of places. <laughs> yeah, so South Park, the fractured butthole, uh, is the follow-up to the 2014 uh, fantasy RPG game South Park, the Stick of Truth. Kind of picks up the next day afterwards, for those who... We're wondering. Uh, yeah. Who wondering. was it? You know, if you were wondering. Yeah. So in the first game, you played as the new kid in town um, as there was kind of like a fantasy RPG thing going on. You know, like Cartman was a wizard and Kyle was a high elf. <laughs> yes. um, and Kenny, the, Kenny was Princess Kenny. Of course. Well, the fact that they, they don't try to make you be another character and that they incorporate you as the new kid. Yeah, it it it, it 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 leaves out this like freedom to just do whatever they want to. Well, know? it also made sense because it, it allowed them to kind of continue what they're doing. Because at the end of the game, they kind of reveal like your your character has like certain, I guess, a power, if you will. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah, go into detail. Uh, not that kind of power, oh. a different kind. Um, not the one from this game, huh? Uh, no, it's still. I mean, it's kind of in the same vein, but like it, it builds off that and the events from it. But basically, as you start out the game, you're actually still playing the old with one with them, and oh. all of a sudden, like you know, there's a war going on between the elves and the humans and all that. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Where the heck is Cartman?" and all that, and all of a sudden, Cartman appears in his coon attire, and he's like, "We have to go back. We have to put it right." And basically what you learn very quickly was that prior to you coming to town and the kids playing the fantasy game, the kids before that were playing a superhero game. And the whole entire idea was that as they were playing the superheroes, they were this group called Kunin Friends. And eventually they settled on the idea to to build that they needed to be like kind of, of course, Penny's going to just go ahead and grab Penny, the one Penny. thing. Come here, baby. Come here. You cannot play with spiky ball guy. Yeah, grab that king. Or yeah, I can get it. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> she. So basically, like they were, you know, they came up with the idea of like, look, we need to be like Marvel. We need to be like DC. We need to just toss in my bedroom and close that door. Yeah, turn off the light. <laughs> um. <laughs> They uh, they came up with the idea they need to be like Marvel is, basically. So they slowly started to craft a three-phase uh, plan to take over everything, starting off with like a Netflix series and everything. <laughs> uh, but kind of like how kids do, eventually you start to look at the order and who's getting priority, and not everyone could have a film or something like that, or some people were only getting a Netflix. Some people weren't coming until phase two or three into the story. So, of course, kids being kids and their egos, they eventually go to a point where they're like, nah, screw this. And they go Civil War. And half of them remain with Coonan friends, which are, I think Coonan friends are Kyle, Cartman, um, Craig, Clyde, and is there another one there that I'm forgetting? Um, I think that, oh, and Scott Malcolmus, um, who's Captain Diabetes. Because he has super strength to the powers of diabetes. It's the greatest little thing ever. Um, and then on the other side is the Freedom Pals, which is Stan, Kenny, Token. Um, new Kid. 
No, no. New Kid starts off with Coon and Friends. That's you. Oh. Yeah, you start off with Coon and Friends. Basically, you live right next door to Cartman. So just like in the first game, in the first game, you start off with Cartman's faction as opposed to then. And, then, you know, they always kind of show you both sides and everything. Uh, and, I mean, plus Cartman's a jerk. So eventually he's going to. True motives will be revealed. He'll, he'll ruin things. Uh, who else was there? There's oh, uh, Tweak, who is uh, Craig's ex be- uh, boy ex boyfriend in the game. <laughs> they break up over the Civil War. Oh. Um, and you know, each side is kind of oh, and Timmy, and Timmy's like their leader of the Freedom Palace. He's kind of the Professor X. I can't stop yeah, he's like Professor X, and like it's so funny because he's still Timmy. Yeah, and he's like, ah, you know, and and being all that, but every now and then he'll just stop and put his hands up to his head, and he, <laughs> for the only time in the show's history, he speaks perfectly fine and is completely normal, and he's you know, super intelligent and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but yes, uh, the idea has started out, and and the two fraction or yeah factions are now fighting against each other as the. As they decide to play superheroes again and trying to establish their universe first. So the idea is that there is a cat named Scrambles who has gone missing and there is a hundred dollar reward. And obviously, if they can get this hundred dollar reward, it will be enough to help them entice to get to Netflix and, and get their their franchise off the <laughs> it all, ground. It makes perfect sense. You just have to you have to go back to the mindset of being a kid. Yes. Um, and it, it makes perfect sense. And it, it just, it, from there, it kind of just goes. Um, and I'll say this if before we're going further, this is not going to be a game for everyone. This is a game that, like, you know, like if you're not a fan of South Park uh, or in any form, like you just do not care for that brand of humor. Do not buy this game. Yeah. It is, <laughs> even though it's a solid game and it plays well, it actually it's, like runs amazingly well. I was surprised just how well, like I the don't fighting think, system looked amazing. We'll get into yeah, all that, but yeah. all, all of it, all of it really works well. You're yeah, absolutely right. It, it works really well, but you will it is not a game that has like some sort of combat that is so engaging or that the exploration is so amazing that if you're not a fan of the series, you're going to be able to overcome the fact that, like, you know, this is very politically incorrect humor. They they <laughs> poke fun of everyone, and they do it consistently in this game. And, but that is a theme that is common yeah. in anything that the guys from South Park do. Correct. And um, what was nice with this, as a fan of the show, I think anyone would attest, like, I'm a humongous South Park fan. I've been... I pretty much started watching with my parents, like, I think the Did second you? or third episode <laughs> ever. Like, when we, it was the one with, um, I cannot remember the name of the monster, but they were hunting, Jim and Ned were hunting a, a monster that built wicker bas- baskets and had a leg made out of Patrick Duffy. Um, <laughs> and that was like the third episode ever of the show. Uh, and I've been hooked ever since. I've I've seen every episode. I you know John can test pretty much every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. If South Park is on, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, like as someone who is a fan of the show, that's this game is for you. You know, it's for the people who remember all these little nuances that they have built now over 21 years uh, through dedication and and like they are constantly calling out things that have happened in the last couple of seasons uh, since the game came out. And they're also calling out stuff from the first and second season. Like um, there is that's really, really cool. Yeah. Like there is a point, like I went down to the police station and I was looking on the wall and there's a thing that says Nambla suspects uh, at large. 
And I was like, oh, my God, that's like from the third season of the show, which was like NAMBLA is the North American Men Boy Lovers Association. <laughs> and they were trying to solicit Cartman to join them. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's stuff like that. Uh, for those who have watched recently, you'll note that like uh, Mr. Garrison's not really anywhere in the game. And it's because on the show last year, he became their kind of their figurehead for Trump. So he is now Trump. Like whenever they do anything with Trump on that show, they show him. So he's nowhere to be seen. Whereas um, another thing they introduced last year, member berries, which are these berries that all they do is talk about things from the past that people love. They're like, oh, remember Chewbacca? Oh, I love Chewbacca. Yeah, let's remember Chewbacca. <laughs> like they're all out throughout the world. Yeah. Um, Again, like the fact that Craig and Tweak are now boyfriends, like that's everywhere throughout the world, and that's got a huge thing to it. Um, so all of that's come in. The the more recent stuff where South Park has been updating its town, kind of like how, you know, like you have the poor areas that everyone wants to renovate and make them nice, so they just put some ridiculous name to it, and then all of a sudden the property prices go up about tenfold. Yeah. And then all the poor people can't afford to live there, so everything fails. Yeah, <laughs> like that's in this game. Um, all that stuff, and they've built that up. So it's 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 cool for someone like me who has really been around since day one to see this all here and be like, okay, they still got it. Like I was wondering, that was a huge charm of the first game. I was wondering if that was going to maybe wear off a little bit this time, but nope, everything is still good. Just like down to the fact, you know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, there's a huge hub with uh, Kanye West is in the game because they did an episode where they made, said basically he's a gay fish and literally in the game, he is a gay fish uh, that partners up with Seaman that everyone just calls Seaman. Um, I mean, I gotta, I gotta add to what you just said. I'm, I'm not the guy who's watched every South Park, you know, since season one or two or whatever. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of South Park. I love the movies. I love the humor. I do love the show. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and my excitement to get this game, uh, stemmed from the fact that I didn't get to play the first game. And when I found out that it it was bundled with it. Fun fact. uh, You get it for download. Yeah. It's super awesome. Uh, and the only reason I did not buy it was because of my busy slate this week. Sure. I, pl- I plan to pick this up, so I don't want you to go into too far of a spoiler land. But I know you, uh, I know you guys, Penny. <laughs> what are you doing, Penny? I swear, like every Monday is like now's the time for me to explore and just what find things. I think that's a plastic knife. Should we go get that? Yeah, you probably All should. Right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> but yeah, um, without going into too much detail uh, further with the game, so basically at the start. There's this war, but as as you slowly go into the mystery of where Scrambles the cat has gone, you slowly start to unravel or walk into bigger mysteries going on throughout the town. And I have to give credit, like Matt and Trey, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, the main guys of the show, usually they don't get to go into this level of depth with the show now because uh, each episode is literally made within six days. You yeah, know, like they they're right now like, finishing they're like tomorrow night's episode. They're like, what's our topic? What's going on this week? Let's do it. Let's hammer it out. Boom. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So uh, six days to air is a documentary on it. By the way, if you ever want good to documentary, see. yeah, very good documentary. Highly recommend. Um, but in this instance, like they've had years to perfect this out, and it's it's kind of like the way how a lot of their other stuff when they have time to think it out and really map it, it works really well. It's and there's a lot of threads. Yeah. Like the idea is that the game takes place over about a week 
in South Park and it sets itself up where you at first when you're seeing certain things, you don't really think much of it. But then you get later into the week and you're like, what the heck is going on here? And when you finally get those revelations towards the end of the game, they work out really well, especially to, again, someone who is a huge fan of the show. Like there are some callbacks towards the end of this game that made me laugh out loud, just like how well it was done. And I was like, he would do that. This is what would happen right here. This makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, without spoiling, I think it starts off a little slow, but once it gets going, anyone who is a fan of South Park will like where the main story heads to. It's worth it. It takes about, I'd say about 15, 20 hours for most people probably to go through the game, which is about That's a season legit. and a half of, yeah. of, uh, of South Park. So you're getting a, a good bit of uh, stuff to do here. Let me ask you this. Go, going into this game, uh, you remembered playing Stick of Truth. Yeah. Um, were the mechanics very similar? Did they, did they give like a uh, a tutorial kind of like learning curve for new people? They, um, for the most part. It seems pretty simple. Even even yeah. the, the battling system seems pretty simple. Yeah, the battling has been upgraded. So the first game was just like turn-based combat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, I don't think I ever lost one battle. In I, don't, there. I don't think they want you to. No, I mean, like, the idea of it is that it is engaging, but really it provides them a way to give the jokes, which is really what makes yes. it unique to South Park. Um, so in this one, instead of just being turn-based again, it's still turn-based, but they've kind of taken it up to the, for those who have played like Final Fantasy Tactics or, you know, of course, a couple of weeks ago we had Mario and Rapids. Uh, I wonder if it's like, like that. It, yeah, it's a little bit like a tactical RPG, not, not like uber you know no, no, top of the line or not anything. at all no but it is you know you you'll have about four or five squares going vertically and then an unspecified amount going across the field yeah uh and based on that you'll have different attacks and per, per character has an attack yeah you and know. you kind of see on the floor like you said the squares are lined up to where i can i'm gonna hit this guy and this guy when i do something or or i'm not i'm getting blocked from this table or from exactly from this thing so i need you, to kind of move you have attacks like where you could get behind an enemy and you could have positioned another person kind of in front of them and you could knock them back into them and they'll do additional hit on them and those kind of combos they're there are people that have area attacks, so you know, like just as long as they're in a general area of the map, they can hit them. Whereas other people have attacks that literally you need to be lined up right in front of them to execute them. I love uh, Mysterion's physical attack and his uh, his death attacks are really oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, th- like that's <laughs> the best part is uh, so as you're playing, you're always building up an ultimate meters, and mm-hmm. every uh, you can as you you pick a class starting out of this game, but as you go on, eventually you get to the point where you can pick any class and kind of mesh them all together to make the skill set of abilities uh, and moves that favors your play style. Like I was pulling from like karate, um, a speedster and that sounds about right in a elementist, uh, class together for a little while and i mean i kind of just i, I used the things that i thought like for the character for the the skills i was building up underneath as far as his strength like that complemented those and yeah and that's why i think i was largely effective i think i only died once in the whole entire game and that was on a boss fight that had a very unique thing it wasn't like because someone out strategized me it was like the boss showed up and i was like oh it's a boss i can't kill i have to just run from I am not in a good position for this right now. So I, well, I died. The bosses are very interesting. Um, 
again, going back to the thing that they don't hold anything back. <laughs> no, they one do of not. the bosses had me dying. Laughing. Which one was it? I don't want to say it because I don't. I don't know if it'll ruin it. What? It's the one. I, I don't want. It's the one I asked you if you had made it to. Oh, um, so that with, now it's with, your, your your discretion whether or not you're gonna say it or not. You're talking about with the uh, sandwich place. Yes. Yeah. Well, I beat the game now, so yes. Yeah. He's he's pretty pretty late in the game, and again, that's a callback. They did an episode on him. Yes, I remember that one. Way way, way back. back. Yeah, way back. But um, if um if you're close to him when it's his turn, right? <laughs> Stuff like that. Oh um, no. Yeah, there's so the idea is you're building up these ultimate attacks, and as you execute them, they're cool because they play into two things. They play into whatever the kid's superhero persona is, but a lot of times they also play into the character themselves in, in some way. So, like Kenny, for instance, is Mysterion. Uh, what? Yeah, and Mysterion's power <laughs> is that um, just like Kenny himself, uh, which I thought when they revealed this on the show was just perfect, he dies and he keeps coming back to life every night so <laughs> so all of his attack is he blows up a balloon and, and sets up an explosion and then he comes back as a ghost yeah. put together by rats i was watching a stream and when he i don't think they knew that he was gonna die i don't yeah. even know if they knew that he was kenny mm-hmm. and when he dies and like fifty thousand rats come and eat him <laughs> right and then, he, and then he turns into ghosts and they're like I can use them. It was like a really cool, mm-hmm. like I could see that they learned that they could use them. I don't know if they had played the first one or whatever, but I was, well, I mean the first one here was just princess. Yeah. Kenny. He was not. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They didn't really do anything with the death part in that one, he which is just, crazy. Uh, but like there's that, um, tweaking Craig, like when you start <laughs> out, they each have their own little thing. And actually I like Craig's cause Craig's goes back to this thing. Like where he had, he had the thing with Guinea pigs. Like they did a whole entire episode where he's, do you mean when you come and you get a guinea pig in you? No. Well, wait. That's also in the game. But no. <laughs> but no, there's a... Basically, he puts down his guinea pig and then says, do it. And like he, the guinea pig blows up to gigantic proportions and then shoots a beam at him. But then later on, when him and Twee kind of reunite, right... It goes into another episode of South Park. Like when they first revealed that they were a couple, they did this whole entire thing where people were making this Japanese art showing them in love. And that's how it quickly became a thing that was known that those two were an item. Yeah. Even if they didn't realize they were at the time. Yeah. So that's what they like. (laughs) You see them when you activate their special, they grab hands and all of a sudden it just cuts to this anime art style and people talking in Korean. (laughs) <laughs> and, and then they they apparently blow up everyone on the oh screen, my. and you have no idea what they're saying or doing they're or whatever. <laughs> but it's hilarious. It's really well done. Well, like you know, when you get to the part where you're fighting and you got the turn based things, and it, it's yeah. not always the boss. It's sometimes it's just regular mobs that you run across of whatever. Correct. But but what I really enjoyed, and I can't wait to get my hands on, is is figuring out different things. For instance. Um, how to get up a set of stairs with a laser beam pointing at you with a machine gun hooked to it. Yeah, so as you go on, there are some mild puzzles in the game, mainly centered around. So um, carrying over from the first game, your par- your character has very powerful farts. Um, in, in the first game, they could cause damage. In this one, they're so powerful uh, because you go to Morgan Freeman's taco stand <laughs> and eat different burritos that your, your farts become so powerful that they can bend time. So... Which is really cool. You can, yeah, like there are times you can pause time, you can fast forward time, you can rewind time. Uh, uh, you can, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Your farts are so powerful. Yeah. 
<laughs> you can um, there's one part eventually where you can uh, pull uh, part of you from the past right and into the present to fight along with you that's so cool um, and then also they there are parts where you with your teammates certain teammates you have an assist that you can do at, to help you solve puzzles in the world so like for instance uh, as I said before um, Scott Malcolm is, is Captain Diabetes in the start of the game he's using um the way he gets his rage is he'll eat some sugar and it'll make him rage out. And then he puts insulin in him to bring himself back down. But eventually he runs out of insulin. You need to find a way to get him angry. And the way you get him angry is you jump on his face and start farting. It, and eventually it makes him hulk up and hulk he, up. he oh my lists God. something up um, with Kyle. Kyle is the human kite. So whenever you summon him, he, uh, he jumps on your back and you do far core yeah. where you uh, fart off the ground and slowly jump your way yeah. to and fro uh, Which to higher areas. Stan, <laughs> throughout the world there will be uh, lava or other things, which is just red bricks that people put down, like red lo- Legos, but because it's the game, they, they're like, oh, it's lava. Um, in order to clear it, Stan, who is whose name is Toolshed, uh, he takes a, a sandblower pipe and sticks it into your butt, and then you do your butt to blow, uh, to blow out gas to clear the way. And probably the most horrifying one is Butters, who is returning as Professor Chaos. He's kind of a, a little bit of a vil- villain in the game. Uh, he has minions, which are gerbils, right? Uh, so you take a rocket and you put up your butt... And then he sticks the gerbil in your buck, and you suck in enough air to shoot the gerbil towards wires, which then the gerbil Eats fries. Yeah. Well, yeah, like fries when it hits because it's wrapped in aluminum foil. <laughs> and it's just it's stuff like this that's like, oh my god, this is so crude and great. But the the visual the first time Butters comes and and you use that, it it's. It's laugh out loud funny. Oh yeah, every every single time he does it in the game, I laughed. <laughs> like the other ones were funny to me, but like that one was yeah, oh, it's that's so, so good. Um, but yeah, it, it does a nice job of allowing you to kind of build up the kind of character you want, play the style you want. So if you want to be someone who has a lot more distance, let me ask uh, you this: as far you as do that, your new guy attire, yeah, uh, in this game, uh, I've seen a lot of people with the. Uh, Assassin's Creed war like wardrobe. Is there anything different? No, there's ton of stuff in there. But you, uh, you can put on the B. Oh yeah, you are consistently either finding outfits in the world to put on. There are vendors to buy outfits. There are crafting recipes to build outfits. I mean, yeah. like I had, my guy was pretty much looking like Batman by the end of the game. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. you mentioned the crafting stuff uh, for the people that like to dig around in areas. Oh yeah, there's tons of that stuff to find. Yeah, I think it's pretty much vital to uh, to, do to that. search everything and then use it to craft whatever you need. You'd be yeah. surprised. Um, I do think, and I will say, I just played as myself, so I was white. So therefore, I think I ended up having a ton of money by the end of the game and a lot of supplies, which is. Uh, from what I've gathered, the opposite. If you play as a person of color in the game, <laughs> and but like I said, they tackle things head on. Oh yeah, there's there's a you know, like they pull. There's a lot of things that they're pulling in in this one. Like there's commentary, of course, on race and 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 cops and and on you know, it kind of hits in a way of ridiculousness with that. But there's also like um, 
the one I found really interesting, like they do a lot of stuff with uh, the social justice warrior stuff that's come in, like whether it be from uh, the way people offend people to also how like people now view gender and sexuality and all that. And like how specific it has gotten down to. Yeah. And it's funny because on one thing, it kind of like for people who are unfamiliar with those things, I think it actually is the first thing I've seen that does a little bit of a decent job of explaining what it means. Like I never really pay attention to this stuff that much, but I know it's very passionate to some other people out there. Yeah. Um, so like it kind of actually teaches you those things while also poking fun at you and, yeah. and the whole entire idea. Yeah. And regardless, the best part is no matter what you pick, you could basically play, as was the equivalent of a white heterosexual male. Regardless, whenever you identify these things in the game, you come out into a parking lot and every single time rednecks pull up into a truck and go, look at what we got here. We got us a white American, (laughs) you know, and they, and they just go into redneck mode on you. (laughs) So it's stuff like that where, um, I think they shine like, you know, where it's like, look, they, they will show stupidity no matter where it is. Like yeah. Randy, Randy has always been my favorite character on the show because he is the epitome of what I would call American idiocracy. Yeah. Uh, he's consistently blaming everyone else and never looking at himself. Like there's a part in the game. He's like, someone keeps keying my car. And sure enough, you come by the first night and he's out there drunk, just keying his, his car. own car. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's an awesome game. I enjoyed it. It takes, it'll take you about, like I said, 15, 20 hours. I was going to say, man, um, it's, you know, a lot of times, or there have been other times where you've played games that were successors to a previous game. Yeah. And you don't always come through like, like you feel like, I feel like you are right now. I mean, you, I know you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you would have been very critical of it if there were some things that, you know, bothered it. Yeah. Bothered the experience, but. It just seems like it's just a fun game. It just it is. Like I said, I don't think this is a game for everyone. You know, it's a game for South Park fans. And I think the reason why it works is it takes a lot of things that were maybe introduced or kind of had to be rushed in the first game just to finally get the product out. And it hammers them out. Like the first game was made by Obsidian, Obsidian which is a very small company, independent company. Uh, this one was made by Ubisoft, I believe, San, or San Francisco or San Diego. And then on top of that, of course, the whole entire Ubisoft empire. So it's like those things that might have been an issue for them. Not only do they have a larger base studio working on you have all this support that you can get from other areas. And this isn't a game like Far Cry or Assassin's Creed where the world is so ginormous that you know there can be issues because of that. It's concise and it's well done. And on top of that, for something that's an adaptation, you have something that is just a rarity, I think, in games and media in general, in that you have the actual co-creators of the show very much involved. And, And, you know, that helps. Like, we talked about Shadow of War and, like, hey, you know, there were some issues, at least in my part, and I could see definitely for those who are talking. Yeah, like, they're very fast and loose with it. Well, Matt... Uh, Stone and Trey Parker are not going to be like that with this show. They've always been pretty protective of it. Um, and as such, I think, you know, they want to make sure that if they're going to make a game and, and lend their time and voice talents to it, especially that it lives up to their expectations. And think about this. Uh, what's another series that, that a video game would come out 
right? A mm -hmm. video game comes out, and as you play it, you feel like you're watching an episode yeah. of that. Like everything is South Park to the T, and, and that just goes to show how awesome the experience can be. I mean, it. I, I actually cannot wait to play it. It's, you should. I, I'm, I'm not, I waited on the first one like a dummy. Mm -hmm. I remember it came on on PC first or some, or maybe you played it on PC. I did. I did. Yeah. And, and it was out on the system, but I think it was like on a system I didn't have anymore. And I was like, Ugh. it came out like right at the end of the last console generation. And it was after the con new consoles had launched, but it did not come to the new consoles right away. And because again, it was obsidian who made it. It was just one of those things that would have been incredibly hard to For probably. That, yeah go ahead and port everything over. <clears throat> but um, I mean, the fact that you get that game along with this game and, and it's going to be a really fun experience that you get 15 to 20 hours out of. Yes. I mean, it's, I can't wait to play it. I'm recommending it without even playing it. I know that it, you seem to be, it's one of those things like the humor is solid and builds to where it even hits more and more. Like they save a lot of their bigger jokes towards the end of the game. Um, and, they got to warm you up. Yeah, they warm you up very <laughs> nice. And it, it feels like when it's time for it to end, like I didn't sit back and go like, oh, how is this not longer or something like that. I was like, this is the feels of, right. Yeah, this feels right in terms of length. I'm That's what fine she said. with the game. What? Oh, right? what? 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 Yeah, huh? <laughs> um, one last thing. There are summons in the game. Yes, there are. And they pull one out from way back in South Park uh, where – uh, they did an episode called The Super Best Friends, right? Mm -hmm. Where uh, the idea was that all the figureheads of religion were actually kind of <laughs> kind of like they gone together like a Justice League. I remember this. Yeah. Uh, they oh, pulled from that. No. One of the uh, summons is that Moses, who Moses looks basically like... <laughs> Moses basically looks like um, the equivalent of Zordon from freaking Power Rangers. He's just like a big beam of light. Uh, and like you call in the summon and it goes, meanwhile, at the hall of super best friends and Moses appears and goes, let all debts be forgiven <laughs> and all slaves freed. <laughs> and the green light comes out <laughs> and goes across the earth to heal, heal you. <laughs> and it's just like stuff like that. I, I, that makes me laugh personally, you know, uh, every single time, just even maybe more so now because it's, it's a remembrance of my past. I'm like, I can't believe that came back. On yeah, this. that's good stuff, man. Yeah, but uh, check it out if you are a South Park fan. And if you're not, well, um, well, if you got, you got like three games coming out next week. Yeah, uh, I will say though, if you've got some feedback on South Park, if you've played it, if you want to chime in and, and let us know, we'll tell you how to get in touch with us a little later. For sure, we can talk about the Kanye part because that was just <laughs> like I know it got a bunch of controversy, but really it was just about them. The whole entire thing is more so just ripping on Kanye's ego more. Yeah. Because as you're helping his mom look, go to heaven. Full disclosure, Chris and I love Kanye's music. Oh, yeah. Love him. But as far as the non-music side, we're like, eh. I, I saw him at a festival a couple uh, of years ago where I watched him rant for 20 minutes. And I was like, on one part, I was like, this is the greatest thing. I'm so glad I got to see this. I was like, you just don't get to see a man lose it in front of you in front of 90,000 people every night. So, yeah. you know, I get to see this. But on the other hand, I was like, this dude is freaking crazy. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> I've never, oh. I've never, I like his music, but that's about as far as I go. Yeah. You know? Everything else is just kind of, oof. Yeah. But, uh, news? Yeah. Hey, I want to praise you. That was great. Good stuff. Okay. I don't do that often. Okay. Dang. What, what happened? Rotad. Rotad. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! 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 John, say something about, oh. Oh. Uh.
Wow. Rip, John. This is going to hurt that he's not here to Ooh, talk about was that it. A I pun? Really, was that a pun? I know, right? I really wanted to talk to him about this this week because it's just, it's really interesting, weird news. It's, uh, well, me and Chris acknowledged today that this first bit of news yeah. could itself be an entire, like, it could have, yeah. Been an I episode. Think, I think if John had been here, it may this this it, very well. This could have been, been a three-hour episode. Said, me and you are going to be like, yep, <laughs> yep, that happened. Cool. Yeah, All right. Okay, so next, next up, <laughs> EA shutters Visual Games. EA has announced it will be calling or closing Visual Games, and that the single-player Star Wars project, being led by Amy Henning, will be refocused and developed by an, by other EA studios. I believe the lead was going to be EA Vancouver. In a blog post, EA Executive Vice President Patrick Soderlund stated, and this is a long one, all right? You got this, buddy. Yeah. Whew. Quote, our industry is evolving faster and more dramatically than ever before. The games we want to play and spend time with, the experiences we want to have in those games, and the way we play... All of those things are continually changing. So is the way games are made. In this fast-moving space, we are always focused on creating experiences that our players want to play. And today, that means we're making a significant change with one of our upcoming titles. Our visual studio has been developing an action-adventure title set in the Star Wars universe. In its current form, it was shaping up to be a story-based linear adventure game. Throughout the development process, we have been testing the game concept with players, listening to the feedback about how, what, and how they want to play, and closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace. It has become clear that to deliver an experience that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time to come, we need to pivot the design. We will maintain the stunning visuals, authenticity in the Star Wars universe, and the focus on bringing a Star Wars story to life. Importantly, we are shifting the game to be a broader experience that allows for more variety and player agency, leaning into the capabilities of our Frostbite engine and re-imaging central elements of the game to give players a Star Wars adventure of greater depth and breadth to explore. Uh, There was more to it, but basically... He said, hey, we're doing this and we're closing this studio, which sucks because, you know, that's the studio that does uh, Dead Space and John loves that. But he additionally announced that the development will be led by its EA Vancouver studio and that the game was being pushed out of the 2019 scheduled time uh, release date time frame. Uh, He also stated that they are in discussions with Amy about her next move, which is... Look, we don't often that's a lot of information. It is, you know. And it's a lot of like PR speak to I think basically say Yeah. what is becoming a, a bigger truth out there, which is we don't we can't make a game that's just eight hours and that's it. Yeah. We need to make <laughs> a game that can be profitable for a long time. AKA we would like to make a Star Wars game that is either open world or is something like Destiny to me. You know, because think about it, how quickly, how many people would probably drop something like Destiny for a, a Destiny-like Star Wars? Yeah. That yeah. was, I mean. In I, a heartbeat. I, right? I, I, it is a very powerful thing. I know they've got Anthem and that's its own thing too. Yeah. But if you have Anthem and Destiny, just, right. that's a that's a cash cow, right? Yeah, dude. You know? Um I think what this probably also says is that Amy Henning was, I'm sure they said, well, we're going to do this. And she must have just said, I don't want to do that. Yeah. 
Because that's why um, at the back end he says something about we'll figure out what we're going to do with Amy, basically. Yeah, my guess is if I had to take a guess, she'll probably end up leaving. Um, they might be like, hey, well, what about these properties here? Do you think you could do something with it? But my guess is, is that, you know, she came to do this. And if that's not working out for them, then that probably means that she will want to go somewhere where she can make a type of game that she wants to make. I wonder where she'd go. Let the speculation begin, right? Uh, if I was Phil Spencer, I'd give her a call. Yeah, no doubt. Like, hey, come over to Xbox. We need you. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when you think like, and then you can have the battle of uh, Sony and Kojima versus <laughs> Spencer and, and Henning. That would be weird. That would be really funny. But, yeah, it just it sucks. I mean, like. It, it just seems like every time we get maybe excited or maybe there is something Star Wars-y in yeah. the works, something happens. Well, this game has been in development for almost four or five years now. And I'm talking about the Star Wars the Bounty Hunter game. Yeah, before that. Yeah. yeah. They announced this game like right when they announced Lucas Art was uh closing and ea had uh Pretty secured much, the rights yes, to it yeah and it's just like i understand and it, it just sucks because you know you think of like someone like john i don't think john would want to play a star wars game that's like a destiny because he's not a huge online right gamer. maybe he might take a shot with star wars but he's the kind of guy that would gladly pay 60 bucks to a, play this eight to ten hour game and yeah. even enjoy it um, for what it is, I would do either or if it was a good overall experience. Yeah, um, but knowing that a game based like Destiny, you can you can enjoy your single player element. Sure, you, you know you can do whatever you want if you choose to go to the multi uh, multi purpose. <laughs> Jeez, uh, the, the multi yeah the multiplayer area you can, and and you're you're actually right. You got my brain moving a little bit on that. That would be really cool. Yeah. I think I think so. Um it just it it sucks here because it's more of like look I think what they're saying is we've done a lot of focus testing and gamers are not going to pay for that game, which says a which, lot which, to me. Which leads him back to the uh how do you say it? The industry is evolving faster and more dramatically. Yeah. It's because of the feedback they're getting on the on Yeah, the- I don't think it's I don't think, you know, because if it was the game itself and the assets that were being built, they would have just canceled the game and said it wasn't coming along. Kind of like how uh, Phil Spencer did with uh, what you call it, um, the Dragon Game or whatever yeah. that you know they canceled. If it's not working, it's not working. But they didn't say anything about it not no. working. They just said our we're, industry is changing and we need to change. We're and, shifting to yeah. a different studio, and here we go. Yeah, and and it, you, it says a lot that you can't get something like a star wars property it's because it, to be, do that kind of game star wars can't make that kind but of I, game now. I, part of me thinks it's because it's star wars Maybe. and because it has to be quote-unquote just right well i think it says also like how much ea you know a corporation of its size like where that yes you know they want to be artistic and do things and and they would love to give someone like amy henning the ability the to chance, just make yeah. the game she wants to make and whatever the profits are the profits are that sounds great on the surface, but something like EA, you know, is a corporation first and therefore they have to think about the bottom line. And I'm sure going to your investors and you say, we're going to put out this game for $60 and that's going to be it. Um, and we've done focus testing and a lot of gamers have said that puts them off where they don't want to even spend money on it, $60 because it's only an eight to 10 hour experience. And they think that's too much to pay in this day and age for that kind of game. Uh, and 
Amy doesn't want to make a game where she continually finds ways to entice people to come back because she doesn't come care about multiplayer or whatever. Yeah, she just wants right. to tell a story. But, um, uh, dude, a game where you could go from planet to planet or galaxy to galaxy like they do in the movies and the books and all that stuff. For sure. Yeah. Dude. Definitely. As long as it's not a loading screen, I'm down. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. I want to fly my freaking ship. <laughs> come on, Dustin. Wow. But, uh, yeah, 2019 was what we were looking for. Yeah. And now it's past that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I hope we're still around. Their, well, their deal was for 10 years. Yeah. So, basically, by the time... I mean, the, they must be... If they're going on this, uh, someone was saying, like, they must be banking on the fact that they're going to be able to renew this license. Because God help not, them yeah. if they can't. You if know, if it's one and done, that's... Yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, which might be one of the reasons why they have an anthem. So, they know, like, hey, no matter what, we have our potential destiny if it ends up being good. This is true. Um, Xbox One fall update has gone live. Yeah, my, my brother was like, "Check this out." Yeah, it is completely different. Xbox's fall update to its OS has gone live. The update, which originally became available to insiders in August, brings a slew of new options to users prior to launch of the Xbox One X. Players can now personalize their home screens, allowing you to choose what you see when you boot up your console, from specific friends to specific apps and games. Additionally, the dashboard features a new look and has been updated to focus on speed, customization, and expression. Yeah, it's very, very different now when you open it up. Like, no more of this having to hit the home button thing. It's like, no, here is a very large, clear presentation to make you see what you want to see and highlight. Yeah. Uh, so it's right there. I think you Were can, you an insider? I am. But you, I had not turned you, on my Xbox, honestly, since <laughs> Cuphead, so I had not seen it. Oh, so when um, Cuphead came out, you saw it for the first time? No, actually, it didn't update for whatever reason. I think you have to manually. It might be that I was out of date or something on the insider stuff, but it updated the other day whenever <laughs> I just turned on. I was like, oh, wow, this is different. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't updated mine. I need to go do that. It's really nice. Uh, of course, I updated mine, and then I promptly packed it away because it's getting ready to be traded in for the Xbox. Did you One update X. it to clean it? I updated it because... I accidentally turned it on, if I'm being honest. Um, and then I was like, I finally went over to it. And I was like, oh, okay. That, that happened. Oh, well, cool. Um, yeah, because yours is going bye-bye. Yeah, it is. It's about to get 60 billion teraflops put into it. And then I'll, I'll rule the galaxy. CD Projekt Red gives a brief update on Cyberpunk 2077. Studio, who has been silent since the release of the DLC for The Witcher 3 last year, provided a statement posted on Twitter for their upcoming title and the recent departures from the studio. Quote, every role-playing game we've ever developed seemed impossible to achieve at, mo at the moment we set out to create it. It took us five years to finish Witcher 1. We had to make our own engine to complete Witcher 2, and we had to entirely reinvent the way we made games to, develop an op to deliver an open world for The Witcher 3. When we start down the road to create something, we know the destination and we're sure of one thing. Even if it feels impossible, it doesn't mean it is. This approach to making games is not for everyone. Cyberpunk 2077 is progressing as planned, but we are taking our time. In this case, silence is the cost of making a great game. There is a lot more, but I paraphrase this for, well, for the sake well, of Well, even us. though it's PR speak, I, I think in this case this is a good PR speak because yeah. it, it lets you know, hey – we're here. We're working yeah. on it. 
and this is all you're going to get for a little while. Yeah, I mean, they were they were the <laughs> same way when it came to Witcher 3. Like, Witcher 3 just randomly, I think it was during Xbox's press conference, I remember, at, I guess it was, like, 2012, mm-hmm. just just popped up, and everyone's like, oh, okay, it's time. And that's kind of how they are. They just they do their thing, and when they're ready to show the world, they'll show it. But, you know, I guess it's just one of those things where everyone's like, well, it's been two years now since Witcher 3, and honestly, you announced this project like way back, like back when Witcher 3 was announced, I think it was at the same time they said they had this. It was just that that was going to be their next game. So I'm sure, yeah, they're working on it and we'll get it whenever it's ready. I know you're excited, man, because you like this studio. So. Yeah, I mean. Are you excited about this game? I or? can't. Well, I don't. It's based off of like an anime or something. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen it. Um, but I'll say this. I never read a Witcher book before I played that. I was going to say, and, right? I mean, they, I have faith that no matter what it is, it will at least be something that is worth taking a gander at. Whether it ends up being a good game, time will tell. CD Projekt Red just seems like one of those one of those developers that they, they do it right. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. Hopefully they will continue to deliver great games. Uh, Lego Dimensions reported ending early. This should have been updated because I, I and I have an update here after I read this. You should do that. Yeah, we should deliver real, like, official news. I will. Like they, this, no I read news, this Chris. this morning, <laughs> and then apparently in the afternoon, yeah, situation changed. <laughs> in a report published by Eurogamer, sources state that Warner Brothers has canceled the TTT Games developed series Lego Dimensions. The sources provided reasons for can for the cancellation, such as the cost of using real Lego, uh, flagging or flagging sales, and the toys to life genre falling out of fashion. The series had planned a third year that would have featured a Minecraft expansion. Uh, so we got that this morning, and then sure enough, later this afternoon, uh, the Lego Dimensions. You never Twitter, want to see this. Yeah, Twitter account <laughs> tweeted out, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, TT Games, and the Lego Group would like to thank fans for their ongoing support of the Lego Dimensions. After careful consideration, we will not be producing uh, new expansion packs for the game beyond what is now available. We will continue to provide ongoing server and customer support for all Lego Dimensions packs. Existing packs will continue to work interchangeably and will remain available for purchase. So, yeah, rest I, in peace, Lego Dimensions. Rip for sure. I, I don't know what Legos like. They cost a lot of money. Yeah, the the <laughs> uh, as far as the rights for sure. The yeah. and, and, and it's my little brother for years has collected Legos and and even just to buy little little figurine guys that mm-hmm. not not they're not part of like a Ninja Turtle or a Harry Potter set. Yeah, they just cost money. They do. And and so I remember seeing the packs in the stores and I was like, well, that's it seems fair. You're going to get you a little Lego kit, and then you're going to it'll be a toys to life thing. And to me, out of all of them, I thought Legos was was really the coolest. Yeah, just you because, that was the closest toys to life you came. Well, yeah, because I mean the Disney one was interesting, but honestly, in the end with Disney, you're kind of just tied to Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars, which are three humongous things. But right, you know, like with Legos, it was interesting because you had you know the Simpsons. Uh, Doctor Who, Batman, you know, anything you could dream of. Back to the future. Yeah, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, you know, Scooby-Doo wasn't even out there. Um, Scooby-Doo! Yeah, Scooby-Doo! All that was out there for for you to use 
And that's kind of cool that you could have this thing that literally is pulling in from so many different franchises. Well, the Lego portal you actually built, and then your yeah. packs you would be able to put on it. Uh, like the Disney one, it just was a little thing you set on the ground and lit up. Yeah. It, I, I, now, the Disney one I like because of Star Wars. You know, For that's sure. my number one. Uh, and I always I was tempted to play the Lego thing, and I, I just, as a gamer, you hate to see these kind of things going away. Well, I honestly got to say, when Disney game got out that should have been the warning sign yeah for everyone because i was gonna just say that i mean their corporation they they there were yeah, trends they, and things they saw yeah especially i mean they are one of the corporations out there when it comes to entertainment and i think you know they saw yeah they saw the line of where this was going to go and it's like eventually you're going to hit a wall but how was skylanders going i think skylanders <laughs> you know what i mean that, so that ahead had... of a curb that they got that benefit of the rise up but even then is anyone really talking about Skylanders anymore? I don't in know. The same thing. The, the last thing I've, I've seen about new Skylander stuff, and I'm, I'm obviously not in the loop, um, but I remember when you they don't go they, to the Reddit forum, right? When they partnered up with Disney, not Disney, but with Nintendo, and they had the Bowser Special Edition thing, yeah. And that that could have been because my little my interest in Nintendo kind of bled over to the Skylander world, um, but you still see the packs. Like if you go to the Toys R Uses and the WalMarts of the world, sure. the Skylander stuff is still there while the the Disney Infinity stuff got marked down and, and got out, and now I'm pretty sure that very soon you'll see the Lego stuff Probably. get marked down and sent out. So who knows, dude? But it's it's crazy to see something like this going away. But it is what it is. We don't play it, so what are we going to do? Well, we're also not going to play the Final Fantasy 15 multiplayer expansion. <laughs> oh, that was great! That was awesome, Chris. Woohoo! Final Fantasy 15 delays multiplayer expansion, though not too long. Uh, Square Enix has announced that the multiplayer expansion scheduled to be released on Halloween will now be released sometime in early November. Square states the <laughs> delay is, quote, due to final adjustments and to create the best possible experience. So early November is what, between the 1st and like maybe the 10th? Well, if it goes on Final Fantasy standards, Ooh. it could be like in our 12 years before it comes out. <laughs> just for the like November, November. 2030. Yeah, because they technically just say uh, early yeah. November. They're like, no, it's coming. And we're like, is it? Is it? Is it really coming? <laughs> uh, Microsoft announces first original Xbox games for backwards compatibility. This is cool. Yeah. I like uh, this. So if you remember E3, they announced they're bringing original games back to Xbox, like, you know, like OG Xbox. But Microsoft has revealed the first 13 original titles you can play on your Xbox One as of October 24th. That will be yesterday by the time you read this. Those games are Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, Ninja Gaiden Black, Crimson Skies, A High Road to Revenge, Fusion Frenzy, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, Psychonauts, Dead to Rights, Black, Grabbed by the Ghoulies, Sid Meier's Pirates, Red Faction 2, Blood Rain 2, the King of Fighters Neo Wave. If you still have your disc from your Xbox, which you are a dedicated man if you do, uh, you simply need to insert it into your console. Otherwise, all titles will be available for purchase digitally at $9.99. I think it's so cool that you can put in the OG Xbox disc. Right. And it works. Jeff probably has some of these yeah he doesn't throw away anything like, he's just like he I'm hates us build for another sh shed <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do he uh, hates that we trade our stuff in i love the little i'm i love the stuff that microsoft does right i got stuff say, like this this is really cool for outside of the fact that the original halo isn't on here which is kind of perplexing at launch but you know to be fair they got other ways for you to play halo now yeah. so that might be why master um, chief collection 
you can't go wrong. Like that is actually looking back now. That is a really solid, like those are some of the best titles. Like of course, Knights of the old Republic is still my favorite star Wars game. Um, fusion frenzy was a really fun party game. Prince of Persia as the sands of times might be the best Prince, Prince of Persia, Persia game. I agree. It yeah. was, it was legit. Um, and then also things like black and I love Sid Meier's pirates. Uh, so there's a lot there for for fans of classic games or just ones who maybe want to see stuff before you know today the stuff that inspired what we're getting now basically. Yeah. So um, Xbox people enjoy that for sure. Sony announces new publishing label for Switch and PC. You heard that right, people. Yep. Sony Music Entertainment has announced the publishing label Unities. Unties. Unties. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said Unities. <laughs> Unities. I'm tired. Uh, with the intention of publishing games on the Switch and PC platforms in addition to Sony platforms. The first game will be Tiny Metal, which will release on 11-21-17. The publishing entity will operate independent from Sony Interactive Entertainment and will be designed to respond to the indie games movement centered around North America. Is there there anything that has been like this before? Well, To your knowledge? Kind of like this. Um, like it's 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 like they want to get a little because I read an article no. the other day on how good Nintendo's indie approach is and how people are kind of flocking to go there to do their independent titles, and I'm wondering if Sony just wants to get a piece of that. I think everyone is. I mean, they're trying to figure out the way to do it and do it right. And honestly, for something like the Switch, it makes a lot of sense because, like, you know, that's a console. Obviously, that's looking to really up up its uh, or up its it's number of titles available yeah. to users versus like say PlayStation and Xbox where, because it's been a couple of years and you have so many big games already. Oh, out, you almost like, got me. You said it's been a couple of years and I got ready. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a cup or been a while. Since, there you go. Uh, <laughs> since those consoles came out and therefore it feels like even on top of what the indie games, like Xbox and Sony don't know a way to market these big things that need to be marketed on their storefront because I'm sure there's people paying them to market them right. on the storefront. Right. Um, and then have the and other then stuff. also, yeah, have the way for people to easily discover them. So it's like someone like Nintendo can come in and be like, well, Hey, you know, this thing that, you know, it's been out a little bit, you know, here it is. And we'll put it on the front page. Cause we ain't got a game out. <laughs> we week. don't care. Yeah. Come, <laughs> come buy it, play it here. Yeah. Enjoy it. Take it wherever you want. Switch sales. Domination continues or dominance. I, I wrote dominance. Yeah, you did. Switch yeah. sales dominance continues. I can't, I can't blame John this week. It's all on me. Yeah, you totally wrote this. Yeah, I did. Unfortunately, <laughs> Nintendo's new console was the top hardware seller for September in the United Do States. Do you remember? Right. The console has been the top selling console for five of the seven months since its release. MPD has not yet provided software sales for the month due to a data quality issue. What does that mean? I guess like someone was saying like they they might have had like some digital sales numbers that got corrupted or something like uh, that, so they're having to go through and verify before they publish. I think they said they're hoping it'll be out by the end of this week. That's, that's good. I mean, saying. that's all right. Yeah, I was reading. I'm I'm surprised that it's only five of seven. I wonder if it's, if it didn't for the other two because you couldn't buy one. I want to say yeah. My bet is if I had to guess, it's probably April and mm-hmm. maybe May. Would be the two where you know just because it just wasn't you got all there. that first wave come in March, so it won that month, um, and then afterwards, uh, 
since then, yeah, you know, you have June, July, August, and September. So that makes sense. Yeah, March, June, July, September, or August, September. It does. Booyah. That actually, that makes perfect sense. Right? <laughs> but now we're going to find out because I will be, you know, of course, it should still win this month. It, it should still win October. But November, I'm interested to see, you know, Microsoft's launching the Xbox One X, but I don't know if that's really going to carry over. But it's more of like, who is going to win Black Friday? Because usually right. they publish who wins back Black Friday. I'm interested to see that. You know, because everybody's going to have bundles. Yeah, and I, I know you've noticed this. It has the last couple of weeks been seems like you can walk now into a GameStop at least, and there will likely be a Switch or two yeah, on the. They shelf. were on the counters. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they're they're at least either either market demand has caught up, or else Nintendo in anticipation for the holiday is pushing a ton out right now. I'm and the, sure. on their social media platforms, they're also pushing the new Mario bundle. Yeah, yeah. That's and they're saying it's the Friday. best bundle bundle since you could get a Mario game back in the day. I mean, they're going really. They're going back to try to capture that magic. Yeah. So, but I mean, think about it. If you don't have a Switch, if you waited and then Mario games coming out, this is, it makes perfect sense to get it. True. It'll just, like I said, it's going to be interesting because, like, you know, we're going to get to Black Friday and you know there's going to be like, (laughs) there's going to be like a Sony bundle with both Uncharted 4 and Uncharted Lost Legacy, uh, a regular PS4 that will probably go for, I don't know, 225. Yeah. And you wonder, like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to buy that for your kid? Or are you going to spend three fifty to get the Mario bundle? With you a know? special controller or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, no, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We're, uh, or you're going to spend $500 on the, the uh, Xbox One X. Yeah, or I guess whatever they're discounting the they PS4 Pro. Yeah. They might do that. I think the Pro can be discounted, but the One X can't. I think oh, it's too no. close. Yeah. No. But, gonna... dude, think about this. Black Friday is like a month away now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's happening. Literally like, three games come out Friday, Sean. I know. We're only going to talk about one of them. <laughs> no, we're going to talk about two of them. Just one. We're just talking about the one that week. The next week we're talking about We're going to talk about it again the next week. John, oh, just don't know it yet. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me make sure before I say that. Yep. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> finally this week. <sighs> finally this week. <laughs> Latest Switch update. Feels brings- so weird about John here. <laughs> All right. Latest Switch update brings unexpected surprises. It really did. Nintendo released its 4.0.0 update for the Switch. The update adds the ability to transfer accounts and account data between systems, pre-purchase and pre-load certain games from the eShop, new user icons, and the ability to capture video during gameplay. By pressing the capture button, you can record up to 30 seconds of footage, which can then be uploaded to Facebook and Twitter. After its release, it was discovered that Nintendo had also added support for wireless headphones that use a USB dongle. For those looking to use headphone wireless headphones in handheld mode, you will need a USB to USB-C adapter. Because, uh, I don't know if you know this, if, you're, if you dock your Switch, there is a USB in the docking station in the back, like one or two ports for you, so you can Put the that. dongle. Yeah, but of course the switch itself uh, charges on a USB connection, C connection. Wonder, you know the PlayStation Gold headset? Yes. I wonder if it would work on the switch. I think yeah, they said it does. That'd be really um, cool. Yeah, anything that as long as it has a dongle, you can use it. it doesn't <laughs> does not work for. Um, I know this is off topic for Bluetooth, and it doesn't work, of course, with optical fiber ones. But 
as long as it has a dongle, it will work. <laughs> the, of course, the thing is still, even though you can get the game headphone stuff there as far as chat, chat, yeah, you'll still have to do its own thing. For they got to fix that. Yeah, they really but do. But the word dongle, I don't think I, I knew until I was like 28. And That's then all hilarious. of a sudden, it's the greatest word ever. Every time I hear it, I just get happy. Old dongle. <laughs> Dingle dongle. Right? Dongle. Good friend of uh, mine. He's a friend of yours, too. Heath, the trucker. Heath. Um, he... He wanted to play DJ Hero after I had played it for a little while over. And he found a copy of it and either lost his dongle or it didn't come with a dongle. Ooh, yeah, you gotta have that dongle. You can't play the game without the dongle. You gotta have the dongle. That's required. (laughs) Totally required dongle. Oh, good times. We're gonna wrap this up. Never. Oh, I told you, Chris. Challenge accepted. Mail emails. Sorry, John, you're not here to say. Yeah, John. It's John will go email. He go he emails, guys. He doesn't care about what you all write in. He really don't. He just cares what he writes. And as long as you write about him, I mean, this is why he's not going to listen to the news this week because he didn't write it. He's going to be like, <laughs> "Don't care about that." He's already shut off and deleted this episode oh after my the opening. God. Uh, <laughs> prove me wrong. Prove yeah. us wrong, John. Uh, if you want to write in your thoughts and opinions, and I have to say, I chastised you guys a couple of weeks ago for it when you didn't write in, and you guys have been clutched the last two weeks, so keep it up or I will chew you out again. Uh, you can write in your thoughts to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com, just like Golden did. He so says, Golden? Hey. Hey. Golden here. And I just finished up Destiny 2 and was sorely disappointed in the changes from year 3 of Destiny 1 and was looking for the next game to get hooked on. He put hooked in quotes. Yeah. Because he's, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm more of an online RPG shooter type, and I've only really played Assassin's Creed as close combat. But I have one question. Should I get Witcher 3? It's $20, games for gold this week. I think by the time he hears this, unfortunately, it will not be twenty dollars. Hopefully, he more. made that decision because uh, yeah, um, Witcher Three is certainly a, a just give it a go. If you like RPGs, I mean, it's there's no shooting in it. But if you like fancy, and if you liked Assassin's Creed, I would say. But are there whores in it, Chris? Oh yeah, <laughs> there's definitely some of them. Um, I think. Personally, I think it's one of the best games that. It, well, I, I think it is the best game that has come out of this generation, and still is. And, uh, and I, I bought the game, and it's unopened. Yeah, still. you should probably play that. <laughs> Got too much stuff coming out in the next few weeks. If you Chris. like combat, if you like fantasy, if you like RPGs, you will be happy. If you're looking for maybe something a little bit more just combaty and not having to worry about doing full out RPG stuff, then maybe look into something like the middle or series from. Uh, from Lord of the Rings, or if you want something that's more shooter type, you can go look at the uh, Far Cry games that are out or also coming soon. You know, these are all possible options for you. I mean, even something, I guess, if you don't mind repetitiveness and you just want online shooting with friends, I know Ghost Recon Wildlands is insanely popular, so that might be something to also look into, especially if you've got two or three friends to shoot people with. 
but online, not in real life. Yeah, not yeah. in real life. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Ever. Ever. In in real life. Please don't. <laughs> We're going to delete all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Steven writes in. So, Steve? He says, then, hey, Chris, Sean, and John. I'm sorry, Steven. Yeah, John, John, John would probably say something like, hey. Yeah, thanks for bringing up. Or hi. Painful thoughts. The fact that John's not here, Steven. I miss Steven. so bad. He's my boy. <laughs> I just started listening a couple of weeks ago, and I got to thank you for the exact type of podcast I was looking for to listen to during work. I find myself on similar gaming timeline timeline as you, Chris, having been a console gamer for most of my life, and within the past couple of months wanting to play PUBG, building a PC that can handle it, and loving every minute of it. Congrats on the chicken dinner, by the way. Add me on Steam if you ever need another squad member. I will not announce his title here uh but it is actually pretty funny is it pretty awesome um, yeah i'll tell you afterwards <laughs> all right uh anyways keep up the good work and with this thing in game on oh, yeah we- what's up game on thank you so much for those kind words for sure uh sean and i hadn't gotten to play in a little bit but we got to play today and uh it was not a we did not successfully get a chicken dinner we did get to nine at, uh, at the duos yeah, yeah so there was there was eight other teams Right. Yeah, we were like we were hiding in a house, and we were good in this house for most of the game, in this little bathroom. And all of a sudden, (laughs) finally, the circle was closing in around us. So waves and waves of people just kept kind of coming across us. Oh boy, oh boy! If they'd come in that bathroom, we were we were (laughs) they were going to die, but they didn't. And then we finally had to leave, and we see a guy in a field. Did you see him before I started shooting? No, you started shooting, and then I I had to pull out my gun because I had put it away to run. I was like, oh, dang, yeah. He he was right there. Yeah, so. And I didn't see a guy, his teammate to the right. Who blasted my dumb I never, piece off? I'll be I'll be honest. I never saw the guy to the right. I just started shooting at him and said, "Hey, Chris, you got killed." And then it said, "You died." Yeah. So, like, well, that was as close as we've gotten since the chicken dinner. But but yeah yeah. yeah but we also have another friend who apparently is building a computer. Possibly, we're starting a trend. Uh, yeah, this game was doing okay, but now that me and you are on board, it's it's taking over the world even more. It'll probably. Did you so, see it went from one million concurrent to two million because of us? Exactly. <laughs> It'll probably look. Three years from now, we're going to look back and we're going to be like, just like GTA Five, PUBG sold 80 million copies. It's on every week and it, of the it, top. <laughs> and it was all because of Chris and Sean. And their chicken dinner. There you go. Uh, next up, Josh from Norman, Oklahoma. O- Oklahoma? Yeah. Oklahoma. I think that's the name land, of like a newspaper over there. Land of Boomer Sooner. Yeah, it is. That is, the, that is not a, cowboy country. No, that is street address Boomer Sooner right yeah. there. Uh, hey dudes. What's up, man? Hey dudes. Huh. Hey dudes. Hey dudes. <laughs> That's a weird thing. I, whenever I think of it, it makes me, what's that Nickelodeon show? Uh, hey I, dude. I don't know. Never you watched Nickelodeon. Hey Nickel- I didn't watch Nickelodeon. Get that out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends listens to your podcast and got me into it this past week. Boomer sooner. So there we go. Confirmation. Roll tie to you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, with Nintendo starting to be a bit more lenient with their characters, i.e. Mario and Rabbit, uh, we were talking about the idea of, Ninten- of a Nintendo MOBA. Take the Smash Bros. cast or just core Nintendo characters and put them into a MOBA like Smite or even some new twist on the genre. What do you think? That it, could work, man. The, the key <laughs> That could is work, the, man. The key is this. <laughs> I think it could work. I definitely like the idea of right off the jump. Yeah. But if they're going to do this, they have to fix the 
online communication stuff because it's you can't a must. You can't play a MOBA unless you are have able, that communication yeah. set up, headsets and all that good stuff. And it's just too it's too quirky right now. But it, I mean, like just the idea of it, like where if you could actually have someone host a party and like where you could do I don't know just something like three on three, right? And me, Sean, and John are on one side of the room with our switches, and then three of our friends are on the other side of the room. Or it's just listeners that we're doing work on. Of course, yeah. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> that, like, you could pick people from the Zelda series, from, well, dude, uh, you know, from the Mario series, from from uh, Metroid, and, and just all the other Fire Emblem, Donkey Animal Kong. Crossing. Yeah, Donkey I mean, the list is endless. Kirby, you know, all those kinds of things. It, it works into what the idea of what a MOBA is, which is that, you know, yeah, it's that formula of Smash Bros of just a plethora of people from different games thrown in, and then you kind of see what people can do with uh, their unique skill sets. You know? Indeed. And I actually have never thought about that concept, but now that he said it, that's pretty it good. Ma- it makes sense. Yeah. It definitely it, makes sense. It really does. Now, if they could just bring it to PC, <laughs> I'd be really happy. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. Uh, Thanks for the email. Thanks for uh, starting to listen to us and everything. We hope uh, you continue to enjoy us. And we will always let you join our team as as an Alabama fan if you want to. Yeah, I mean, if you know. Not have let down and and struggle against Kansas It's a new coach, man. Yeah, he is young. And they came back and won. And they do have Baker Mayfield. He's leaving this year, though. Yeah, he's a senior, but he's good. Probably, I guess he'll be playing for the old San Francisco 49ers next year. I don't like them anymore. So, Oh, okay. Maybe you can play for the Washington Redskins. Don't like them either. But I don't care that you like Kirky them. Kirky Cousins. <laughs> Kirky Cousins. Uh, next up, Scott says, hey, guys. Hey, buddy. Thanks for responding to my email. All the games you suggested sound like they were worth a look, so I'll be investigating them in turn as soon as I can, starting with... I think Hellblade. As uh, as an aside, I need to apologize to Chris for including the word uh, recalitrant. Man, you put in there again. I, I still can't say it, Scott. <laughs> uh, in my last missive. That was insensitive of me, and I should be more thoughtful in the future. <laughs> just taking <laughs> just taking the piss out of you, mate. Nothing but love. Uh, yeah, I, I look, feel the love. I fail at English. Yeah. I sure as heck can... Uh, Tell you an intelligent thought, but I sure as hell can't use big words to say it unless I really know that word. You got to type, delete, type, sit, review it, type, delete. I live off of word spell check. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, on a college football note, I'm a proud alum of the University of Texas. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Him, and, him and Josh going to do battle yeah. here. Red River rivalry right, right here on emails. Right. Uh, so these are dark days for me. <laughs> yeah, they've been dark yeah, but for you're, a while. But you're, te- you're, you're Texas boys, man. They're hanging in every game. Yeah. They are, dude. Yeah. They lost by like three or seven this past weekend. That's true. And that's how they don't get blown out. The Mary Maryland game was an anomaly. Yeah. That was like the high of Mary Maryland because then everyone got hurt. Uh, but it did my heart good to see your beloved Tide roll over A&M a couple of weeks ago. Thank well, you. We're glad. You're, to, wel- you're welcome. Yeah. We hate A&M too. Yeah. With passion. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> he did it. For all you folks listening to College Station. We were like, oh, yeah, that's a good addition to the SEC when they first came in. And then Johnny Manziel showed up. Uh, like, yeah. We just didn't like Johnny. Like, we used to hate Kenny Hill, but now he's okay. He's, he's over at TCU. He's cool. I don't care. He's cool, man. You can go be Thrill, uh, thrill They're Hill. They're pretty good, too, by the way. Yeah, he's killing it. 
A lot of good football in Texas. So much football talk this week. Yeah, I like it. Let's do it. Uh, my brother, who's never set foot on a college campus in his life but remains explicitly an Aggie, was all moral victory after the loss, he told me. <laughs> hey, he said, quote, hey, Alabama ain't all that. They only beat us by less than two touchdowns. Uh, okay. My relatively Richard-esque response was... <laughs> Talk to me when Alabama blows a 30-point lead to UCLA in the third quarter. Ooh. <laughs> Game on, lads. Scott. Game on, Scott. I if like ever, Scott. Scott, if you ever type that word again, which I still can't say, I won't do anything about it, but I'll make threats about things. Oh, that, that word. Yeah, that word that I yeah. can't say because it's like reciprocate. Yeah. Uh, it looks like reciprocate, but I don't. No, if it did. You didn't even say that right. No, I didn't. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Uh, the title, uh, this last email is from Alex. And the title of the email is Richards. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, Alex. Alex from Nova Scotia here. Heard your interest in the American Vandal. Me and my wife just finished the series. His and I, wife! <laughs> and I broke the news that it wasn't a real documentary. I now have a devastated wife with... Uh, <laughs> A devastated wife. Okay. Uh, any tips on how to make her smile again? Well, well. well. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Richard. Put that Richard to work, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Old Dick Nixon. Hey, yo. Uh, Sean, you had some Twitter mentions here at Weekly Game Show at well, Twitter.com. Uh, I do want to, because John likes to love. Funny. Um, a lot of people last week, and by a lot, I mean one person. Really like John's uh, apparently things that he said, such as "I'm going to cut your head off and bleep on your corpse." Accurate. <laughs> we we brought this up to John at lunch, and you should have seen his face. He was he was like I, I said that he was happy he was concerned. I don't think he really comprehends a lot of the things he says <laughs> and like how people could perceive them without context, right? Until someone like repeats them back to you. Like if I if. If, like he ever were to be a witness on the stand, and I was the lawyer, and I'd be like, "Mr. Barron, it says here that you blank, blank, blank." He'd be like, "Did I? I did." And then I would just watch his head fall into his hands. <laughs> we had a uh, Josh LeBeau give us a follow. Thank you so much, Josh. Yeah, Josh. Uh, Slim Timmy thirteen. Slim Timmy. Uh, congratulate us on our chicken dinner. Woo-hoo. He said to add him so we can do some squad games. We're always down for that. For sure. Uh, let's see. We had another follow. Oh, Carl Hayes told us that he ended up getting two more GameCube controllers and fixed uh, his current one and got a Game Boy player. thing is awesome. Awesome. That's pretty awesome. And we had one person follow us, I believe, today. Uh, Let me make sure I'm saying the name right. Sad Panda. Sad, sad Panda Face follows us. That Tate? I don't know. Uh, but they famous. followed us, and then they liked a tweet that said, we attempt to win that chicken dinner in PUBG. So that would have been from the when you posted our episode out there to Twitter, I believe. Ah, so again, yes. thanks for the love and talking to us. I do my best to talk back to you guys and and like your stuff. We got some really sure. cool. We got some really cool people that listen to us. So thank you all again. That's it. Okay, that's it, buddy. I'm ready to go eat. Me too. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Weekly Games Chat episode 126. If you like the show, subscribe on whatever podcast service you use. Uh, if they've got a review or rating system. Drop us a review or a rating. Helps other people find the show. It really does. It really does. Chris showed me in real time how that works, and it really does. Like, people are like, hey, I can find you now. 
you, I was lost, but now I can see or blind, whatever your interpretation is. Uh, John, wherever you are, may your butt be cured. <laughs> um, and until next time, I will simply say game on, John. Game on, Chris. Game on, John, wherever you are. Game on, John, indeed. Game on, Cash. <laughs> that's, that's my John voice when he's not here. It's so not accurate. Your mom's box. Peace out, everybody. Dog life. Dog life. Dog life.